Hello, podcast friends. It's time for the church to stand up and be who we have been called to be. Welcome to We Are the Church with Sherry Jones. We're going to discuss today's issues from a Christ perspective and how we should respond as the church. Not the church where we sing and praise, but the church within each and every one of us. So grab your tea, your water, your soda, whatever your favorite drink is. Sit back, relax, and join the conversation. I guarantee you will be blessed. What is the true meaning of abundant living? How can we live the life Jesus has for us? Today's guest, Brittany Renee Thompson, helps us answer these questions and more. Brittany Renee Thompson is a dynamic speaker and certified life coach with over 10 years of full-time Christian ministry experience. She is passionate about helping women break free from destructive thought patterns by learning the importance of renewing their mind as outlined in God's word. Her aim is to bring as much glory to God in her life and ministry as possible and to enable women to step into their God calling with purpose and passion. Brittany wrote God-Minded for Christian women who feel broken, lost, and defeated in their lives and thoughts. She wrote it because at one time in her life, she was one of those women. She knows that the principles taught in God-Minded have the ability to transform your life. Learning how to live a God-centered and God-minded life will help you step fearlessly and passionately into the woman God created you to be. You were created to live a life full of passion, purpose, and abundant life. Don't ever forget it. Today's guest shared a wealth of knowledge with us about abundant living. You are going to enjoy today's discussion. We're about to get started after a word from our sponsor. Podcast friends, we are in for a treat today. I am so excited to talk to Brittany Thompson. She is the author of God Minded Living God Focused in a Me Focused World. Her book is phenomenal. Her testimony is phenomenal. And so we are excited to have her as our guest today. Thank you so much, Brittany, for joining us. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here. Awesome. (laughs) Well, today we are talking about the church and abundant living. And you know all about that. And not only as the author, but you're a life coach. You've worked in full-time ministry. So we're going to dive in and first ask you, what is the true definition of abundant living? A lot of times as Christians, we think it means monetary. It means that we're rich, we're wealthy, but it's so much more than that. So can you share with our listeners, what is that definition? 
Yeah, um, for me, I think um, I like to go to the scriptures when I'm talking about what we're using as a definition for our terms, because I think so often we get into this place in our lives where we let the world define our terms. And I don't think that we're supposed to do that as believers. Um, and so this, uh, this term abundant life actually comes from John chapter 10, where Jesus is giving this sermon about being the good shepherd and the shepherd that lays down his life for his sheep. And he makes this statement right in the middle of this sermon about being a shepherd and caring for his sheep and laying down his life for his sheep. And then he says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full or have it abundantly. And I think so often we look at this term of abundant life and we think that means all of the things in this life. That means all of the things that are happening in my world right now. But that's not what Jesus was talking about when he when he says abundant life. And that's not what I'm talking about. When I use the term abundant life, it's living in God, having that saving relationship with Jesus and living in the purpose that he created you for so that your life has more meaning to it than it does when you're just living for this life, living for this world. And it doesn't have anything to do with monetary possessions. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, the life that we get to live right now. Um, although it does have a lot to do with the life we get to live right now in Jesus. But this term abundant life is so much more. It's like true contentment, true freedom, true peace, true joy, true abundance, which only comes through God. And I think that so often we we allow our the world to define what these things mean, but that's not what Jesus is talking about here. So I think that... Uh, if that's a, the answer you're looking for, for sure, that's what I would define abundant life as. <clears throat> oh, yes, yes, definitely. And I love when you're saying that we allow the world to define these terms for us, but we have to look in the scripture and we have to learn, look at what Jesus meant by abundant living. He wasn't talking about, you know, rims and mansions and all this things <laughs> like that he was talking about living in him and living in purpose so i love it that you that you said that um and we as christians we do have to be set apart and we have to understand that our mind and our thoughts can't be like the world's thoughts we have to think differently because our thoughts are supposed to line up with christ um so that is a definitely um great definition of abundant living thank you for that and so yeah. How does fear hinder us um, from living this abundant life, living? You would think as Christians, you know, we want this peace. We want abundance in Jesus. Um, but sometimes fear can hinder us from that. So can you expound a little bit on that for us? Yeah, I think fear is the main hindrance to living an abundant life. Um, fear if we allow fear to define our lives, if we allow fear to run our lives or to stop us from doing the things that God's called us to do, then we don't get the chance to live in that freedom and that abundance that Jesus tells us that we can have. So um, I, I actually talk a lot about fear in my book um, because Fear is probably the number one thing that people struggle with when it comes to finding their purpose, finding who God created them to be, and actually living in it. 
because I think that's the difference is we can know that we're created for purpose. We can know that we have a great um, mission to accomplish on this earth, but fear can hold us back from actually stepping into it and doing it. And there's a huge difference. I mean, James talks about um, that we have to be doers of the word and not just hearers only. And I think that that is so relevant in um, allowing, when we allow fear to, to overcome our thought life, to overcome our lives, then we don't do things. <laughs> and I want to be a doer. I don't know about you, but like doing is yes. important. <laughs> Follow through is important. And we can, if we know that we're created for purpose, but we don't live in that purpose because we're afraid that people won't see us rightly, or we're afraid that we'll cause a commotion that we shouldn't cause, or we're afraid that people won't accept us, or we're afraid, I mean, the list could go on and on and on, then we actually never get to live our purpose. And that's just a waste. I mean, I think so. Yes, yeah, a waste of life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that that is so good. Um, I can say personally, fear hindered me a long time from doing a lot of things. And I love when you said you can know that you have this call on your life or you can know that God has great things for you. But knowing it and doing it are two different things. And um, and I like to say, unless you do it, the world is not going to see God's glory through you. How exactly. are they going to know the goodness of Jesus? You're his representative on Christ, on earth. That's what we're doing. We're walking around. We're his representatives in the earth realm. So if we're just sitting around twiddling our thumbs and not doing anything, the world's looking at us like, well, what's the what's the point of Christian? They're not doing anything. So exactly. um, that, I, love, yeah. I love that your podcast is called We Are the Church because yes. the church are the doers. The church are the doers of God's word and the people who share the good news of the gospel with this world. But what if we lived in fear? I mean, what if when all of this COVID stuff happened, what if we just decided, well, the churches are shutting our churches down. So we're just going to just sit back, relax, not do anything. But that's not what the church did. The church got online and spread the gospel even more. And I actually exactly. think that through this huge thing that I think Satan meant to hinder the church with, mm -hmm. I think that it's, it's caused so many more people to find um, a true relationship with Jesus through this time when it could have been this huge hindrance. But instead of mm -hmm. stepping back and waiting, we did. We went. We we. Share the gospel with people that needed to hear the gospel. And I just think that that's such an amazing testimony of what it means to actually believe and walk mm -hmm. in that life, that abundant life and go and do what God's called us to do. Yes, yes, that is so true, because there are people that would never set foot in a church, but they'll pop on a video and, and see a message and hear the word. <laughs> and be inspired and you don't need a building to express your relationship with Christ. And um, I do feel like this COVID, if we operate as the churches we're supposed to, it could cause, you know, a worldwide revival where there are so many people in so many countries and all over the world that are learning about Jesus. But as you said, we have to do in order to make that happen. And I, yeah. I was impressed with how we did step out as the church and do 
um, during this COVID. And I just hope that when things go back to some semblance of normal, that we go back into our shells and we stay in the four walls and we no longer do all this outreach and we no longer have the online, you know, because some people may feel, well, now that I'm back in the church building, I don't need to be online anymore. But no, you still need to be online. <laughs> Your presence yeah. is still needed. So, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, can you tell us, I know you have a awesome testimony. I've heard a little snippet of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but can you tell us, you know, your testimony and how you personally discovered abundance in Jesus? Yeah, I mean, it is a long, long story. <laughs> but to just give you a, a really um, short, succinct to the point, um, I grew up in a Christian ministry family. My my dad was a pastor. Uh, my family were missionaries to Utah, to the Mormon people of Utah. And um, so I grew up in a, a family where my faith was very much an everyday part of my life. Um, and when I was 12 years old, I really had a, a passion and I knew that my purpose was to speak freedom into the lives of women. That was, I mean, I knew that from the time I was 12 years old, that that was my passion and that was what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Um, wow. and, and God really placed that calling on my life at the age of 12. Um, wow. But I didn't know what that meant because I didn't know what it meant to not be free. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what it meant sure. to have things that I was afraid of doing or be, be um, in this place of hurt and this place of just not being okay and needing freedom. Um, so I knew that I was called to preach freedom, but I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> And right. um, the next 15 years, 20 years of my life were spent figuring out what that meant um, wow. <laughs> in a not great way. Um, I started having trouble with food when I was very young, when I was maybe 16 years old, um, struggling with my body and not feeling okay in my body. And I was one of those people that I needed the approval of people all of the time. Like that was, that was how I defined my success. That was how I knew the person that I was going to be um, because I wanted people's approval and I wanted to know that I was making people happy. And I was, um, so I lived my life for people. And um, as I was doing that, I started living my life for men. I started living my life for relationships. I started any way other than living my life for what I truly knew my life should be lived for, which was for God. Um, but at the age of 16, I, I developed um, an eating disorder where I, I did not eat. I was, uh, I would say I was a borderline anorexic. Um, it got way worse when I went into college. And in college, um, I started binging, um, uh, which is totally crazy that anorexia leads into this other side of of eating disorders but I started binging in college and um, for me having a body that was um, approved by people was very important and so mm -hmm. in college I uh, this was just terrifying hor horrifying to me to start binging mm -hmm. and I, I kept binging on and on and on until I just couldn't control it at all anymore um, and and in 2016, I was diagnosed with binge eating disorder. And it was at that time in my life where I realized that I'm not living my life in freedom. 
I'm not living my life in the calling that God's placed on my life. I had this call on my life when I was 12, and I still feel that passion and that purpose in my life, but I'm not good enough to do it. I'm not good enough to actually step into that. And I came to this place in my life where I was just desperate for freedom. I was desperate to break free from all of these things that had held me captive in my life. And I was desperate to break free from the fear. And I was desperate to to break free from the approval of people. And um, I came to this place in my life where I was sitting in my living room. I actually start out the first chapter of God Minded with this story because this was this was the aha breakthrough moment for me in my life. Mm. Um, I had given my life fully to Jesus at the age of 22, um, just at the fully, like fully dedicated my life to God at the age of 22. And yet I still wasn't living in the freedom that he told me that I was supposed to be living in. And I didn't understand why that was happening. So on this one night um, in 2016, it was November of 2016, I was sitting in my living room and I had a large pepperoni pizza sitting on my lap. And I was just stuffing pieces of pizza into my lap, uh, into my into my mouth. And I was just mm-hmm. crying, crying out to God and mm-hmm. saying, why can't I be free from this? Why is this huge thing? Why is it defining my life and it's changing who I am and it's making me a slave in my own life and I don't want to be a slave anymore. Like I, I know mm-hmm. that I need freedom and I know that I can have freedom in Jesus, but I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't know how to get that freedom. And um, wow. that night um, was just this changing point in my life um, where I realized that what I really needed was freedom in my mind. I needed freedom from my wow. thoughts. Um, wow. And I actually ended up hiring a, a coach, a, a, a life coach that said that she could make any person be free of an eating disorder using only their brain. And I joined this program and it, it really started changing my life. But it was this it was this disconnect with me because the things that she was teaching me I didn't believe were biblical principles and yet I was seeing so much freedom in my life by getting control of my thoughts and I I started studying and noticing that God's word actually was in complete alignment with the things that I was learning just from a biblical standpoint (laughs) it was amazing eye-opening thing for me to realize that my thoughts are the things that were causing me to have these control issues in my life. My thoughts were the things that were destroying me and keeping me enslaved in my own life. And so I started studying at that point, I started studying the brain and its functionality. And I started studying what it meant to truly live a renewed life and a renewed mm. thought life specifically. And I got freedom so fast. I can't even tell you. It was just like this wave wow. of freedom pouring over me. And I thought, if this can give me this much freedom in my life, this is the message I need to share with people. I need to share with people mm-hmm. that abundant life can come from what God tells us in his word, that the renewal of our mind has the ability for us to see. 
It, it gives us the ability for us to see what God's good and perfect will for us is. And so that's my story. That's a little bit of my testimony, but it's the thing that I'm most passionate about in this life is helping women be free and learn to live in that abundant life. Wow. Wow. Praise God. That, that's, just, that's just so powerful. Um, and, and I love when you were saying about knowing even at 12 mm-hmm. that you had the calling to set people free, but you hadn't experienced anything that you need to be free from. So the Lord had to take you through that experience with the eating and bring you to the point where you sought him for freedom in yeah. order for you to truly tap in to what he was calling you to do. Um, because you can't lead someplace, somebody someplace you haven't been in someplace that you haven't been delivered from. And so in order for you to be able to tap into that true gift, you had to experience that freedom for yourself. And so that was just so um, amazing and powerful. And then I also like when you were talking about the life coach and how, wait a minute, I'm a Christian. You know, you can't just be telling me stuff. <laughs> no, wait a minute, wait a minute, lady. <laughs> this is not lining up with the word. What you talking about? <laughs> but then, yes. but then you were able to understand that hey, God's word is all about freedom and renewing your mind. And th- I mean, that's just so powerful. I love, I love that. I love it. <laughs> yes, I grew up. It's so interesting because um, I. As I was going into that world a little bit, this world of mindfulness and meditation and all of these words that can come across as like negative buzzwords for Christian people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I, I really... I didn't understand the full concept of what that truly meant and that God's word is the first, it's the, it's the first thing that taught true mindfulness in a biblical way, in a godly way, in a godly manner. It's not emptying your mind so that the universe can talk into you. It's quieting your mind so that God, the God of the world can speak into your life and into your mind and renew your mind to tell you what his will is for your life, to show you what your purpose is. But so often I think we get into this, this place of, oh, I need to be in control and I need to understand what's going on and I need to know all of these things. And sometimes the answer is do nothing. <laughs> sometimes the right. answer is be still and know that I am God. No, God, yes. <laughs> I mean, more often than not, that is the answer, but we don't actually see it as the answer. We see mm-hmm. how do I fix this situation? How do I make this better? How do I overcome this fear on my own? How do I... It's not about us. It's about God and Mm-mm. his will for our lives. Yes. And so I just, it's, it's an amazing thing to, when you start realizing that God's word was the first proponent of mindfulness. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's, that's quotable right there. That's definitely going in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. God's word. We're talking about this mindfulness, but if we look in God's word, it's it's right there. It's yeah. right there. Wow. And the Bible talks more about our hearts and our minds than any other part of our bodies. Um, and I think that that's for a purpose because our hearts and our minds are this part of us 
that defines and it it is the thing that practically we live out our lives in. Like it's us, it's our personality. And who we are in our hearts and our minds will change who we are in our lives. Um, mm-hmm. When we allow God to be the one who's controlling our hearts and our minds, when we allow God's truth from his word to be our standard for our heart and mm-hmm. our mind truth, it changes our lives. It changes the way that we live our lives. And we can finally, truly live in that abundance that God's word talks about. Yes. Yes. So good. So good. And so I I think you've kind of already tapped into my next question about what inspired you to write God minded. (laughs) Um, Obviously that testimony, that experience, knowing that you've been called um, to set people free and your great insight on that heart and mind and renewing our minds. Um, But tell us a little bit more about the book and how it's going to help Christian women to live that abundant life. Yeah, um, God-minded really is, I mean, I <laughs> I said if there was any fear I had to overcome in my life, it was releasing God-minded. I mean, that was the biggest yeah. thing because God-minded literally like lays my soul bare for people to see. It lays my yeah. sin out for people to see. It lays out the things that I had kept hidden in my life for so long out there for the whole world to see. And so God Minded was really, um, as I was writing God Minded, I was walking through the process of what I teach in God Minded as well, um, which is I think is so beneficial. It's beneficial for the readers to know that we are not perfect, that because I wrote right. a book, doesn't mean that I don't struggle because the, I wrote God minded and talked about living a renewed mind and, and living a life where my mind, sorry, my mind is free. Um, I actually have still struggles with that. And I wanted right. the reader to know that I get where you're coming from. Like my struggle was with food. For somebody else, their struggle might come from uh, maybe trying to manipulate their body in a different way. Maybe they work out three hours a day, you know? Maybe Mm -hmm. it comes from insecurity and not being... not being confident enough to step into their calling that God's called them to. Maybe it comes from, I I have a lot of young mothers that have read the book and said, this is so good for me because they get bombarded with this idea of, well, if I don't do this, 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 I'm not a good mother. You know, like Mm -hmm. they feel insecure in the way that they're, they handle their motherhood. And I think so often we allow these things to define who we are when they're just circumstances in our lives. They're not the definition of who we are. God's word defines who we are. And so God-minded obviously came out of my story and out of my testimony of getting freedom. But I also wanted it to be this... um, this foundational thing that would allow somebody to go from point A to point B and say, okay, I believed this, but now I believe this, to change their truth in their life, to change the things that they believe. Because I I talk a lot about the lies that we believe um, in our lives. And I think that all of us live on false pretenses in our lives. Uh, We all live believing things are true that really aren't true. 
um, about ourselves, about our circumstances, about our surroundings, about, I mean, you name it, we yeah. can live a lie in our life without even knowing it and believing that it's truth. But what we need to be looking at is the truth of our lives or the truth of our, what we believe is our reality against the truth of what God's word is and the truth mm -hmm. of what God says that we can accomplish through him. And so as I was writing God minded, this was what was coming to mind. It's this process of, it starts out going from, we all believe lies and you have to call a lie, mm -hmm. a lie. You can't right? just allow it to keep being a truth in your life when it's not true. It's a lie. And once you see it as a lie, it's so much easier to overcome. It's so much easier to get past this. And so you have this lie that you believe, but God's word gives us the way to overcome those lies. And so I lay out in God minded, a simple process for renewing your mind. It's really, really simple. And I love to share it on podcasts because it's something that your listeners can do today to start renewing their mind and living in freedom. Um, and it's a four step process. It's a four, the four S's. The first one is to see your thoughts. So you actually have to think about what you think about. You have to think about the thoughts that are in your head. The second one is to say your thoughts. And this is a process of speaking your thoughts out loud, um, which allows your brain to wake up and deal with something logically rather than emotionally. It's really important. Uh, the third step is to speak truth. And my truth that I always speak over my life comes from God's word because I know that God's word is truth. So if I believe something that's contrary to God's word in my mind, I already know that God's word is truth. So it has more power than the thought that's inside my head. And then the fourth step is to set your mind to decide to believe that truth rather than the lie that you've been believing. And that's just my simple four-step process to begin the process of renewing your mind. And if you start doing that today, if your listeners start doing that today, they will see a change. It's an intentional act of renewing your mind, an intentional act of speaking truth over the lies that you've believed or over the insecurities that you feel or over the fears that you feel. And when you do that, you'll start seeing this freedom come in your life where the things that you used to struggle with, they get easier and easier and easier until they're not a struggle anymore. I don't struggle with binge eating anymore, which is awesome. But it's not because right. I'm so wonderful. It's because I allowed truth to define who I am. I allowed truth to mm -hmm. replace the thoughts that I had. <clears throat> and that's how you get freedom. And then the last couple chapters of God Minded are all about living in the purpose that God created you for. Um, and if you don't know what that is, one of the chapters is called Finding Your Purpose. You can ask yourself oh, these questions. Awesome. What is my purpose? How did God create me? What things am I talented at? What things am I passionate about? What things am I naturally gifted in? Like all of these different things. What are my spiritual giftings? All of these things that will be a part of your purpose. And then the last chapter is finding uh, living with passion. So living your purpose out in passion and stopping your thoughts from saying, okay, I can't do this to saying, no, I'm going to do it because we're supposed to be doers of the word and not hearers. Right. 
And so that's that's basically the overview of God minded. And um, I think that it has the ability. I know I know that it has mm-hmm. the ability to transform anybody's life because it's not my mm-hmm. words. It's God's words. I just give you a practical, mm-hmm. simple way to live that out. Wow. So. wow. I, I love it. I love all of that, that it, the four S's. So powerful. So powerful. So easy, too. And, and, <laughs> and yeah, easy and powerful. Yeah, we like that. You know, it's it's simple <laughs> for us to follow. It's simple for us to understand. But when you implement it, it's so powerful. And I love what you, you know, you're saying that, you know, you have to change your t- truth and not believe the lies um, that you tell yourself. But reset your mind to understand the truth, the truth in God's word and the truth of who he has called you to be. And I love that it just takes us through the whole process. Once we've broken down those lies and everything, then you help us find our purpose. And then you help us live in that purpose. Doesn't get any better than that, does it? No, <laughs> so not at all. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Brittany, I've truly enjoyed our conversation today. I mean, you have shared such great information. You shared your powerful testimony. I mean, anybody that's listening right now, if you want to be transformed, you want to renew your mind, I recommend that you pick up God minded. (laughs) And um, if you could just share with our listeners any closing, you know, thoughts, just a final thought that you want to leave them with. And then also let them know how they can connect with you, how they can get God minded and learn a little bit more about Brittany Thompson. Yeah. Well, the first thing I want your listeners to know is that you do have a purpose and you do have a calling. And I think so often I meet people that are like, well, I don't even know what my purpose is. Like I, I've been living just living this life to live this life um, but if you're doing that you're missing out on something so amazing you're missing out on God's purpose for your life if you're not living in that purpose if you're not living in in calling in your life right now um, you can <laughs> it's possible for you um, and I just yeah. I think that that people need to hear that people need to hear the truth that they are unique, that they're significant. And you're significant because God says you're significant. You're significant because the God of the universe sent Jesus to come and pay the penalty for your sins and die in your place. And when he did that, he gave you freedom and he gave you a purpose and he gave you a calling in this world. So live out that calling and live out that purpose in your life. Um, don't, Don't just allow this world to just define who you are, allow God to define who you are and live in who he's called you to be. And then if you want to get connected with me, um, I do, I have a free gift for you. I have just recorded, I am in the process of recording God Minded on an audio, um, which will be on Audible, hopefully at the beginning of September. Um, But I would like to give you the first chapter of God Minded free. Um, So if you sign up on my website for my newsletter, I will give you the the first chapter of God Minded for free um, of the audio, uh, the audio of it. And hopefully that will help you. Um, The whole first chapter is all about the lies that we believe in our head, um, the lies that we've allowed to define our lives. And there are a lot of things that people have accepted as truth. 
that are actually lies. And so I want you guys to um, to understand those things. And I think it's so it's so powerful when you finally see a lie as a lie. <laughs> and not allow it to define your life anymore. Um, so I would love to give you that. And I also have some worksheets that I, I'll send to you as well that are just really simple walk through worksheets of this is a thought that I'm believing, what truth can I speak over it today? And how do I overcome that in my life? So they're really simple. I would love to give that to you. My website is www.brittanythompson.com, which is B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. And I would love to um, have you come there and get the free resources that are there. I have a bunch of podcast episodes I've also done on different topics, on the lies that we believe, on living our purpose, on our amazing brains and how they function in our world. And um, there's just a lot of a lot of good resources on that website for you. And then you can also follow me online. I'm on Facebook. Just look for Brittany Renee Thompson, um, at Brittany Renee Thompson, and the same on Instagram, at Brittany Renee Thompson. You'll be able to find me there, and I would love to have you join in my journey of freedom and living in the purpose that God called me for, and hopefully uh, I would love to have you join into the things that I'm doing as well. I have a course that's launching. I'm also a certified life coach. And um, I'm just really excited about what God has called me to do and stepping into that, being a doer, like we've been talking about, yes. <laughs> and not living in that fear and allowing other people to learn what it means to not live in fear in their lives as well. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. Listeners, I know you all drops learn some serious nuggets um listening to Brittany today i hope you took some notes if not go back and rewind the podcast and listen to all the wonderful things she said um, but we appreciate her being with us today you all make sure that you follow her go to her website get god minded follow her on social media and learn how to walk in that true freedom and abundant life that we talked about today Thank you all for listening and we'll chat with you next week. Thank you so much for your presence and your listening ear for today's episode of We Are The Church with Sherry Jones. I hope that it was a blessing to you. Please make sure that you check out our show notes for more information about today's guests and how to connect with them and also how to follow We Are The Church with Sherry Jones on social media. I would love to hear your feedback on today's episode. Also, any suggestions that you have for topics or guests. Send me an email at wearethechurchpodcast at gmail.com. You all take care, be blessed, be safe, and remember, the church is not a building. We are the church.